Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Thanks for joining me. I'm Gil, aka Coach G. Health, wellness, and fitness is my passion. I'm an ultramarathon runner, yoga fan, educator, breathwork enthusiast, and a new dad to my beautiful baby boy, which is the most demanding activity yet. As a coach and athlete, I've met some of the most incredible people. Now, I want to share their insight, experience, and life up till now with you. In this episode, Lonnie Lincoln shares the one wellness habit that changed her life, her motto that helps make a success of any challenge she takes on, and we end with one of her beautiful tracks off the album No Walls. So, without further ado, let's welcome Lonnie. Hey Lonnie, thank you so much for joining us today. How are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? Oh, I'm I'm so good. I'm I'm so happy we got a chance to chat. How is it? How is it being a dad? Oh, it is fantastic, crazy, busy, insane, but every smile from him is is worth it. He's he's great. He's great. Um, and and you you have just recently moved. How how did that go? Amazing. It's it's a it's very adult. I'm now adulting. Got my own house, but um, it comes with all the challenges. But it's something that I've always wanted to do. So yeah, it's great. It's great. Thanks for asking. Beautiful, of course, and congratulations. So I'd love to find out how you began your journey in the health, wellness, and fitness industry where where did you begin and and what motivated you to enter the industry so i didn't start off really being in the health and wellness industry i did do a lot of sport when i was younger i played football football was my sport i captained my teams i played at the arsenal stadium and then at some point i decided not to play football anymore and then i i started playing table tennis um um, and then at some point, I just decided that I'd like to follow music. Music became quite pivotal in my life. It was very powerful. It's how I channeled my emotions. It's how I soothed myself. And so I kind of, I followed that pathway for a really long time. And I got to the point where it wasn't, it wasn't taking me where I wanted to go. And it wasn't supporting me my health and fitness or my health in in uh, specifically and I got to a point where I was gigging a lot in London where I was not healthy I was basically living the rock and roll lifestyle and I realized that it wasn't going to be sustainable so one day I just decided to explore this thing called yoga lots of people had been trying to encourage me to do 
yoga for ages, but first of all, I'm someone that I need to get there myself. I won't be told to do something. And second of all, this is the power of yoga that you have to have a connection with yoga. You have to find that time and come to a place where you're accepting of yoga. You can't be forced, you can't be dragged and you can't be pushed. So I found I, I was in a really, really quite a dark place. And then one day I decided to explore this. I didn't even know what it was, this thing called yoga. And yeah, since then, it's just been it's just been an exploration and a journey. It's so my life now is so far removed from that that time where I started, where I went to this random yoga class in London. I didn't particularly like the first class I went to, I um, but I just kept on going. I just pursued and tried loads of different things, and then it's become the most powerful thing in my life. Wow, that that is an incredible start. And and again, you know, it's so interesting to see how each individual coach and trainer finds their way in the industry. And it's it's also really refreshing to see that not everybody starts out as that perfect athlete and then transitions into training others, where it's more of a Oh, this is interesting. Let me see. Let me grow. Okay, now that I've found my little spot, maybe I can share the information I have with others out there. So it's it's really nice to hear that. What I would be interested in finding out a little bit more about is the the people behind you, the people who've motivated you. Maybe it your parents when you were younger. Maybe it might be some colleagues or friends as you started to to find your own way in the world. Who who do you find were the people that made the most impact on you and that you still look to today for help, for inspiration and for motivation? So um, originally, my father encouraged me to do lots of sport. He was a swimmer and he also um, used to be into fitness when he was younger. And he really encouraged me to not only do a sport, but get really, really good and try to hone skills. And that's not just something that I found powerful in my health and well-being. That's what I've really, really used to my advantage in every part of my life. The, the thing that he taught me most of all is that I can do anything and that don't just try something, do well and put all of your energy into it. Don't just hover around the outside, go full in and and just explore. It's not about being the best, it's about putting your all into something. There's no point, I think there's, I can't remember the quote, but there is a, a, a famous quote by Abraham Lincoln, who shares the same um, surname as me, called, whatever you're gonna be, be a good one. Um, and I guess from, he kind of inspired that Western side of not just sport but exercise and wellness and then on the other side my asian side um half of my family were buddhist my my mum was brought up as a buddhist and my grandparents were buddhist they've now changed their religion for some reason i don't know why but i got this really really incredible um upbringing of understanding about how giving um, encourages receiving, how living minimis minimalistically um, will help us with non-attachment um, and 
yeah, I guess that was that was really, really powerful, but more so on the spiritual side of it. And I didn't even realise that. I would have said when I was growing up that I, I was more sciencey because I like maths um, and I was less spiritual. But as I've grown up, I've realised that actually I had a huge, huge spiritual encouragement uh, without even knowing. And I guess that's what led me into yoga. It was less the... As much as the exercise and the challenge initially drew me in what it was what it has been powerful now and what I see has kept me doing yoga is the philosophical and the spiritual side of it and the meditative and the visualization side of um, yoga that you um, I know you talk about visual, visualization so I was going to say that not all sports have but I know that you can you can add it in if you want to but for yoga is it's part of it's part of the history. It's part of why it was created. So that's what I love about yoga. It's always lovely to hear how you talk about yoga and your journey. It's it's great because it feels like you have a fantastic mix of East meets West, an understanding of both the philosophy of yoga and how it pertains to our life here in, in the Western ideals. Just commenting on what you're saying about East meets West, it actually... It wasn't natural for me to do that. I was very much, I grew up in a very, very predominantly white part of the UK. And for a really long time, I really resented the the part of me that actually is one of the most beautiful parts of me, which is my Asian side. And it was only really until I went to university and I met other people who were Asian, who were really, really... Um, motivated and really really passionate about their Asian side that I started to explore it specifically you were saying who was who inspired you Um, someone that I used to date at university who was half Thai really really inspired me to um, explore that side of me and I never really as as, as soon as that started it it never stopped and I'm still now it's, it's the part of me that I love the most and I bring it into my courses, I bring it into teaching young people, teaching older people, teaching everything really. That's absolutely incredible. I I, I love the way that you encourage a, a blend of different ideas into your practice. And again, I, I sometimes find, or I, I feel, I don't know how you think about this, but there are um, a lot of people who have an idea and stick to that idea and never really grow or develop from it. Again, watching you and how you've grown, how you've changed and what areas you've moved into, it's it's so refreshing to see that although you have ideas, you're not afraid to try new things and explore other opportunities, other ideas. You know, how how do you feel that again your your upbringing your your background how do you feel that plays into your ability to want to learn develop and share everything you everything you find i'm not sure exactly where it came from but i always say again i say this to my young young students who anywhere from 6 till like 18 to anyone who's older than my age or older i'm always happy to be proven wrong And I'm always happy to change my current beliefs. Quite a lot of people are set in stone on their beliefs and don't want to budge. 
Um, one of the fundamental, I've only found this out a couple of years ago, one of the fundamental rules of science is that any day it can be changed and any day if someone pr proves it wrong, then science becomes whatever is on that day. And I've adopted that philosophy that I'm happy for someone to present me a case, to present me some evidence, to to um, speak about what what their experience is, and I'm happy to listen and go. Actually, you're right. You're right. And I think that's what we're kind of it, as a society we lack that sense of saying. Actually, hold on. This you're right. That I I actually have been doing this wrong the whole time. I'm going to listen to you because you've created a solid case rather than trying to be staunch on something or trying to just uphold your your pride or whatever it is that we're trying to do and I think if all of us were a little bit more malleable and able to listen then we'd have our relationships will be better our communication will be better and we would live as a much more functional loving society Actually, that is a great way to kind of get into the next question, which is based around what you're doing at the moment. I'm really interested in your USP, your unique selling point. What makes Lonnie Lonnie? How has your your unique selling point, your business, your business ideas changed since you've started to where you are now? So, so I started off... Um basically music brought me into yoga and I started off playing music for yoga teachers and then when I started to explore yoga um, it was the arm balances and the handstands that really really got my attention because it was something that seemed impossible for me impossible is just a word there's no such thing so I wanted to see and I wanted to explore all these elements of yoga that seemed impossible and that people can put these their body in these amazing shapes that look just insane and so when I did my teacher training originally I thought that I would follow that path of arm balancing and handstands which I have I have explored that and I do love that don't get me wrong but as I've developed and evolved as not just a teacher but as I've developed myself as a human being and understood my um, my lacks and my strengths and understood what kind of um, just understood how I can develop myself to be a better person I've realized that my strength lies in understanding where people's pain points are and understanding and I guess reverse engineering a um a journey for them that will bring them genuine joy that's what everything everything I want to do is to bring happiness to bring more of a sense of purpose and joy to someone's life um and that for me is the mathematician in me I was actually speaking about this to one of my friends who's a yoga teacher and also a mathematician Dave David Pierce I'll give him a shout out because he's awesome what I'm able to do is kind of see the end result reverse engineer it to create a course and a journey towards that end result and so I didn't expect this at all in my um in my journey as a yoga teacher but the, the clients and the students that I have um come to me knowing not exactly what they want but knowing that something is missing and asking me to be a support and what I'm able to do is through 
and for, by no by no means am I finished with my learning and my journey, but I, from what I've understood and what I am learning at the moment, understanding the psychology behind perhaps their relationships in the past, perhaps relationships that have given them some kind of trauma and how that's affected them in their current relationships and their their careers and how I can move them forward. There's no pushing. I don't push people. I don't tell people to get on the floor and give me 20. It's a gentle encouragement towards what I can see as their path to genuine joy and purpose. And actually my um, Asian culture has become very, very powerful in that and understanding, like we've spoken before, wabi-sabi and kintsugi, these, these ideals where you don't have to be perfect and none of us are perfect. If someone's going around saying they're perfect, that just is, that's just inauthentic to me. The, the, the authenticity lies in understanding that we are broken, that we are, we do have trauma. And by looking at that trauma and understanding where that trauma comes, um, where that trauma comes from, we can then start to unravel, to unlearn, and then to rebuild ourselves as a much more secure um, human being. You mentioned something there that I've noticed is a thread that connects all of these podcasts that I've uh, I've recorded with so many great trainers and that is that each and every one of them has this interest in learning and developing and it's not solely just the technical aspects how to do a bench press how to get into the perfect lotus position how to do the perfect breath exercise but more about developing themselves and their understanding of their field their expertise and also as as you've so well put understanding what their clients want need and are looking for and that is always so refreshing to hear and and know that that is happening in our industry in the immediate industry it's great looking at all of the amazing projects you've done in the past and and i've been lucky enough to work on some with you what are you doing at the moment? What what are the projects that you are dealing with? And maybe a little bit of information on how you, you got into those. I'm taking some downtime at the moment. I'm not doing as much as I usually do. However, I'm still doing more than most people probably do. But um, I'm taking it at my own pace. I've, I'm learning to slow down. That's what my goal has been for this year is to just relax a little bit my entire life has just been this roller coaster and right now i feel very comfortable very confident and very just just able to just take a bit of a break however <laughs> some of the things that i'm working on at the moment um i'm looking to open at the at the moment a very small bar in someone else's establishment um an alcohol free bar and that's something that I've been looking to do. Um, not, I didn't know it was going to be like this, but I wanted to explore alternatives to alcohol for a very long time. Um, I'll briefly touch on it. Touch on it. My father was an alcoholic, and I've always thought that as a society we do overdrink. I overdrunk when I was young, and I didn't because I didn't know. I didn't know any different. I didn't know there were any alternatives, and there weren't any alternatives. 
now there are loads of alternatives there are so you can you can make something taste almost like a an alcoholic cocktail you can put all the theatrics behind it you can make it look nice and it's not got any alcohol in it so that's what i mean i'm working with someone in guildford at the moment trying to do that i'm also looking to build a studio which is moving along quite nicely um i've got my handstand boards i've just started making handstand blocks as well and um i'm looking to um record another album and do some music videos to go along some very very funny music videos um which yeah this is all kind of chugging along nicely i'm not pushing anything um that's what i've done in the past that's a that's a, that was a real learning for me don't push something if it's not going just kind of put it out there see what happens and it will the, the pieces of the puzzle will evolve over time. In the past, I've really pushed for things and they've really backfired. And now I've realized that as long as people know what I'm doing, I talk about it, the right people and the right things and the right opportunities will come along at some point if I don't push, if I just let it evolve naturally. Thank you so much for your honesty there and, and really appreciate you sharing something so personal with us. Um, now, again, going back to what you were saying about your taking it easy is most people's full on nine to five jobs. Um, you are just absolutely full of ideas and projects. And it's so interesting to watch how you develop these ideas. You know, some of them are absolutely huge and, and go off like fireworks. Some are a little bit of a slow burn and, you know, building up. But what I really want to know about your projects are how do you handle the the ups and downs? You know, um, again, you know, with with social media, we're we're so privy to people's excitement, people's um, uh, celebrations, their their businesses working out, their their training working out. But we all know that we we have these ups and downs, and I'd be interested to find out how you found ways around that, um, and also what are the the ups and downs in your business? What what are the things that you know you're excited to 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 jump into each day, and what are some of the the aspects of of what you do that you kind of dread but get on with it anyway? The upside to what I do, I guess the reason, it's the reason that I do this is people. I think this is why we all get into the field of wellness and training is to make a change and be valuable in someone's life. I was listening to a podcast and the, the, the person says, as a parent, our role is to change the perspective of our child. If your kid comes to you and says, I feel really rubbish, this is happening. Your role as a parent is to change the perspective and then for them, for them to then go, oh, okay, I feel totally fine now. That's how I feel we are as a trainer and as a coach. We do the same thing, just on a different level and with obviously way more things <laughs> that you've got to deal with. Our role as a coach, teacher, whatever you want to call it, is for when someone comes to you and says, I don't feel good, this isn't, this isn't what I wanted, is to change their perspective, is to allow them, first of all, to understand that they already have the tools, that there is a silver lining and that there is a way out, and then to change their perspective so that then they can go off and do, do it themselves. Our role is not to be a leaning post. 
our role is not for them to just hold on to us and need us. Our role is to change a perspective, allow them to move on. They will come back, of course, and then you change their perspective again. And that what that is what I think our role is. And that's what I love about this job. And also what I love about the job is what I learn and what I learn from p- people every day. And I think not all coaches, I think most coaches are very good at listening to their students, but just reminding ourselves that our students are still people with a huge depth of knowledge and wisdom. And a lot of my students are older than me and just tuning in to them and understanding and learning from them, them, even my young kids, my kids teach me every day how to be free, how to see life without this filter, this adult filter where we forget to have fun. And that's what I get out of teaching. It's this exchange of knowledge and energy that you get by, first of all, giving someone some energy and then they give it back to you. And this is, again, this is Buddhism. I guess I want to reframe down because I don't think there's ever a downside to anything. I think everything is a learning and everything is an experience that gives us tools for the next upside. But I would say some of the harder, more challenging parts of my job are keeping myself at a level where I feel that I can give. And I know a lot of coaches and a lot of teachers find, and especially over this last year, have found it difficult to to fill, fill ourselves up when we're experiencing pain and suffering. But just going back to what I was saying before, that a way of getting yourself out of that is to do what seems counterproductive at at that point, which is to give and is to encourage, not to the point of emptiness. And I've been that person as well. And I posted about this on, on Instagram. It's about gentle encouragement. It's about what tools have I got that I can just say in the moment that are gonna push someone along on their way. I find not being rigid in my teaching and not, I don't plan my teaching. I have a rough theme, I have a rough sequence, but just allowing it to flow in the moment allows me to make it a unique experience. So you won't come to two classes of mine that will be exactly the same. And that for me allows me to create a special experience every time. I'm not saying that I will always bring it. Sometimes I know that sometimes my, my, um, inspiration is lacking but it just allows me to 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 make it a little bit more unique every single time i really like the reframing idea rather than ups and downs being a positive or negative rather it's a place or a chance to develop an area that may need a little bit of upliftment it's been great to have you listen to lani's experience And I know it would mean a load to her if you'd follow this podcast and give us a rating. Five stars are always welcome. This helps people like you find out about our podcast and gets Lonnie's story out to those who would benefit from it. Thanks. Now back to the podcast. We always like to find out from our guests what they think about the future where do you feel your business is going? Who are the people that you feel you'd like to work with or are going to be working with in the future? And what do you think the outlook for the wellness, health and fitness industry is going to 
be like in the next two, three, four years? Of course, there are parts of the industry that I don't resonate with. There are parts of the industry that I absolutely love. But what I see is happening and what I experience by talking to people, by looking and watching is that people are um, exploring this fluidity and are exploring a different, a, a definitely a mind, more mindful way of exercising and using not just the physical body, but the mind. And that's what I think is the most powerful part. Again, just touching back on something that I've learned from listening to Joe Dispenza and teachers who listen to him is that the mind is so powerful and we don't explore that enough as youngsters in schools of how powerful the mind is to create, to visualise, to heal. He talks about in his his podcast the power of um, healing at a distance. We think healing has to be this physical thing where we're in a room with someone where we're speaking and where we have to physically touch people but actually you can heal from a distance and there is an evolution in the field of yeah just healing people from a distance whether or not they know it um, and using the power of thought to create and to connect and that's what I, I find powerful I know it's not everyone's cup of tea I know it's not where everyone um wants to acknowledge but it is there and this guy is i mean if you've not heard of him explore him he knows his stuff it is difficult to project into the future and figure out how we are going to make our difference in this industry now before we finish i always like to find out about our guests network so for the listeners out there who are interested in you and what you do and how you develop who are the people that you turn to that you work with that you feel our listeners would benefit from being able to connect with to find out more about what they're doing if you have two or three people that you could mention that we could reach out to and and chat with who would those people be so first of all i have to give a shout out to just breathe and michael james wong for First of all, everything that they've given me, this platform for my music um, that I've taken um, into my yoga and who they've just allowed me to exponentially grow. And I think you've got Michael on the podcast, which is awesome. I cannot wait to, to listen to this. But Just Breathe, if you don't know, if you've never heard of it, is a m- mindfulness and meditation for the modern masses, if I've got that right. All the M's, M-M-M-M-M. Um, and Michael and his team have done this incredible job of creating a community that allows mindfulness and meditation to be accessible. Meditation can be this like dirty word. People don't like it. I actually stopped saying it and because people hated it, it triggered them because what they think meditation is, is sitting in silence under a tree. And who can do that? Who's got time and who's got Who's got the capacity to do that when your mind is just all over the place? So what they've done is packaged up um, mindfulness and meditation and made it accessible. They've got an app. They've got Instagram. They've got 
they used to have daily meditations. I don't know whether they still do, but there's a wealth of knowledge and information if you want to get into to meditation, as well as guest speakers who I just listen to all the time who just uh, blow my mind. Um, so yeah, big shout out to Just Breathe and Michael for that and what they've done for me. Also, um, Kyle Weger, who's my handstand guru, who's more than just a handstand coach. He he and I jam on our love for Dr. Joe's Dispenza and visualization. Visualization is actually one of the reasons that I got into mindfulness and yoga in, in the first place. I picked up the secret. I'm sure you've heard of it. A lot of people don't jam with it, but I absolutely it was my entry into this world. And what Kyle taught me is um, that the if, if you want to do something and if you think about it and visualize it, you're seven times more likely to do it. How about that? You want to do something. There's the thing that you want to do that you might think about. And if you just have it as an empty thought, you might do it. But if you actually put thought into it and visualize it and imagine you in that space, doing it, then it's seven times more likely to happen. And that's what I used to do with my handstanding before I even met Kyle, was visualise myself in handstands. But if you want to, to look him up, he's on Instagram, and he has an app if you want to learn how to handstand, and his knowledge of anatomy and handstanding is beyond. And he no, he, he even says that he's not the, the he's not his journey's not over. So that's what I like about all my teachers, that they know that their journey isn't over and that they're still learning, like you said. And then finally, I'm gonna give my pal. Oh my gosh, I've just said two boys. I was gonna do a third boy. Can I do four? because I feel like I haven't done my women justice at all. Yeah, of course, please. The more the merrier. I'm gonna go for Caro B, who is um, a lovely friend of mine, who she creates her own infusions of tea and kombucha. She's also a sound healer, like a, she's a musician, so we, we connect on music, but she is so much more. Um, we also are both from Essex, but she, she, if you want to know, if you want to find her, she's on Instagram as Caro B. She has these incredible infusions of kombucha that she brews at home by herself. I find that hilarious. I imagine her to be like Charlie the Chocolate Factory, chocolate factory with all her, her funny contraptions that brew all her stuff. But she has teas for every every feeling for night teas day teas inspirational teas she'll make you her own tea your own tea if you want teas and then she does these amazing sound healings and sound baths that you can you can do virtually because her partner is a sound producer so she does these incredible sound baths that are better virtually that they are than real life who does that i mean it's incredible i i had the pleasure of doing one of her sound healings a couple of about a month ago on a, on a retreat and I I had an outer body experience where I I visualized a dragon it was just insane <laughs> um and then finally let me give a shout out sorry I was going to do another boy but I need to do another girl this is not good for me to just shout out two boys and only one girl so let me shout out another girl um let me shout out um Natalie Jane who is, uh, we collab collaborated on Emanate 
which was my workshop series at the beginning of the year. She is um, master cycle. I'm sorry, master trainer at Cycle. She's also a DJ. She also does these visualization packages um, where she allows you to explore again visualization, as I was speaking about a moment ago. So check her out. She's also on Instagram doing all kinds of things. So it would be an injustice if I didn't give her a shout out. Some incredible names in that list. And thank you for so many. I mean, the amount of trainers and coaches and just cool people that you know, the list would go on for hours. So I'm so glad and I think all the listeners are so glad that you were able to give us four, not just two, but four people to go check out. And what we're going to do is I'm going to put those, uh, those people that you've mentioned, those trainers, those incredible souls, into the show notes. So if anyone is interested in finding out more, learning more, developing in a different uh, space, they can get in touch with those trainers. So one last thing, because you are a musician and because your music is so beautiful, I thought it would be great if we finished this podcast with one of your amazing tracks. So we're going to play out with one of Lonnie's tracks. Lonnie, Thank you so much for your time. It has been absolutely incredible chatting to you. And I hope that you have a fabulous day. Thank you so much, Coach G. It's an absolute pleasure to talk to you as always. And I look forward to hearing it. Awesome. Have a lovely day. Cheers for now. seen darkness so I can show you the way I felt weakness so I can give you strength I've been helpless so please take my hand and when the pain goes away hey please help somebody else I've been lonely, so let me be your friend I've been selfish, so let me show you I care I've been restless, so go on take my bed And when the hurt begins to fade, please help somebody else I've been aimless, but now I've found myself I've been faithless, but somehow I got blessed I've been breathless, so let me give you air So when the tears dry from your face, please help somebody else
Let me take you there I've been gifted So let me share my wealth I've broken into pieces So babe, I understand When the suffering turns to faith Please help somebody else When the pain goes away When the hurt begins to fade When the tears drop from your face Please help somebody else Please help somebody else Please help somebody else